Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, how's this going? Welcome to another episode of Bold Sports. We're at week 15 now. Man, time sure flies. It's like... Uh, freezing out it's definitely winter oh it's 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 cold we got snow today we got we got a lot of snow today it's well a, a lot depending on where you are like i heard it's not a lot franklin park and cranberry has like three inches that's, and yeah uh we but, down here in the no. south hills have like a half an inch maybe an inch in the grass maybe not not it's it's nothing good it's mostly just cold and very windy Excellent driving conditions most of the afternoon. I spent most of the day out driving around in the snow, and it was a lot of fun. Driving in the snow is fun, especially when you find a parking lot and just do some donuts. <laughs> just don't be doing donuts on the street. Yeah, don't do them on the street. You'll get pulled over for that. Nah. So, uh, Matt, last week, when we when we made our picks last week, we were going through and like, wow, we're probably going to be similar. Uh, we kind of were. Uh, you were 7-9 and nine this week, and I was 6-10. and 10. Uh, so on, you gained a game for the season total, uh, season total, Matt, you're at 127.82 and I'm at 128.81. That's very close. It is very close. Um, it just goes to show that overall we'd still be good in Vegas, depending on what our bets were. No, because Vegas would eat us alive with the point spreads. Oh yeah. Cause we just picked, well, just... you can, you can pick win and loss. Yeah, but there's always these teases, and they're always, oh, they're teasers always, it's very, and pickums. I'm very gullible. I'd I'd be really bad at, at like dealing with bookies. <laughs> yeah, we know a few. Um, so how'd your fancy football go? I did lost you by a hundred points. Did you? Did nothing you forget to like set done, your team? Nothing I could have done would have made a difference. But like I played the Brady had like his oh his Brady a shitty week, game and. Um, yeah, like Brady had a shitty game. But that that like, you know, the decision to start him over Breeze in and of itself didn't make a difference. Um you know, I had some running backs on the bench that would have been better suited not on the bench, but you know, in totality, when you lose by 100 points, you know, it it was just your time to go. <laughs> there's there's really no like, oh, but what if I did this? Like, no, you you got creamed. So, you know, congratulations to Jay from my fantasy league um you know good luck in the in the next round so uh for me i made the playoffs as well uh and i just tried to pull up my my playoff lineup but my commissioner already reset it and reset for uh the games i was with you uh on a loss um me I lost by 55 points, and me starting Drew Brees, which I didn't do, and I also sat Jared Cook, mm. because the last four weeks, Jared Cook put up a total of, like, five fancy points in, like, four weeks. Yeah. So I was like, fuck you, Jared Cook, and everything I looked at for fantasy football online, on the fantasy football TV shows... Said biggest bust of the week. Don't start him. I didn't. Uh, you can't trust the experts. You just I know. Go with your gut sometimes. Because he had 18 points for a tight end, which was his biggest That's point big. total all yeah. year. 
So even without me starting Drew Brees and Jared Cook, I lost by, you know, 50-some points. If I would have started Drew Brees and Jared Cook, I still would have lost, but by, like, 20-some points. It was just, it was just hard. Um, I had all my guys, all my I, – I, I did start Giovanni Bernard because Mixon was out for the Bungles, and I started Andy Dalton because – they were playing the Bears. I knew Mixon or Bernard was going to have a good game because he was the main running back. He put up 19 points for me as a running back. I'm happy with that. Um, and then uh, Andy Dalton had like a 10-point game compared to Drew Brees' like 24-point game. Uh, and the tight end I started, Steven Anderson, was supposed to have a breakout stud game. He put up like five points compared to Jared, Brooke, uh, Jared Cook's 18-some-odd uh, points. Um uh, I can't believe you, like, I mean, a breakout game. Like, seriously, like, you're going to stake your whole fantasy season on a breakout game? Okay, but here's the thing. The tight end position this year, unless you had Kelsey, you were horrible. True. Kelsey was the only tight end in the NFL this year in fantasy football that did anything. Yeah, it was, he, it's been a rough he, year for tight ends. I had Delaney Walker, you know, Martellus Bennett. You know, this year, I, I, during our draft, I think I mentioned you – 15 weeks ago. Mm. That's it. I was so mad when my buddy drafted, uh, you know, um, oh, shit. Now I can't think of his name. He's been out so long. Uh, Olsen, Greg Olsen from the Panthers. And he got injured week one and was out. Yeah. Like with a broken foot. Because I always had Greg Olsen, and Greg Olsen was a stud. He's he was usually, I had him a year when I won my league when I, I had Cam Newton and Greg Olsen. Yeah, I mean, um, last year was mm-hmm. this. Greg Olsen was putting up. As a tight end, putting up 15 to 30 points a game. Bet you uh, wish you had Jesse James over the weekend. I was, okay, I was at the game, and that game was nuts. Uh, and I, I didn't see Jesse James's stats, but I know they were up there. Uh, he, he had over 100 yards for yeah. a tight end. And like three catches, and if you're in a PPR league, well, if you're mean, a PPR you'll league, take yeah. that out of anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except he, for like your top receiver. 100, yard, 100 yards and three catches, I mean, that's that's 13 points mm-hmm. out of a tight end um, in, in a PPR fancy league. Uh, you know, I had all my, all my wideouts and uh, backs did well for me. Giovanni Benarli had 19 points. I had Rex Burkhead, I started him. Uh, he had... He 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 ended up with uh, sixteen or seventeen points. Devontae Freeman had like eighteen points. Crabtree had fifteen. AJ Green had like fifteen. Tyreek Hill had like twelve. Um, and the guys I sat for wide receiver and running back had less than like seven points. So I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, Nelson Aguilar had like fifteen points. And if I would have started him over top of somebody else, I would have gained a point or two. But I still would have lost no matter what I did because the guy I played. All his guys showed up. Yeah. I mean, he had, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt, you know, Leonard Fournette, um, he his wide receiver, Delaney Walker. I mean, he, he his guys showed up. Now, here's the shit kicker of how fantasy football goes. Because the person that was leading our league, leading the whole league, we have two, div- we have two divisions. Mm-hmm. So, Debbie was leading the, the league the whole time, both divisions. She ended up being uh, 11 and 2. Okay. Because, you know, it's only a 13-week mm-hmm. season in fantasy football. She had 11-2, and she got shelled week one. She she scored like 105 points in the person she played. Um, uh, Christy uh, also had had it. She had um, like 189 points. Like So she got shelled. So it's like it, it really is when it comes to fantasy football, and I, I've talked about this. I mean, unless you dedicate 40 hours a week, 
to fancy football. Like you come home from a regular job and sit there and study and this, that, and the other thing, and and you go back to their college stats and figure this out. It's really a pick 'em game when it comes down to it. I mean, because I, I always look like, how the hell does Michael Crabtree have thirty five points this game? Drafting is important. Drafting is important. It is key, but I I, I would figure, how does Michael Crabtree as a wide receiver have thirty five points this game, and the next game he has three. I mean, and then that's that, so that's where it gets into. You gotta look at the matchups. Who's the, who's the DB you gonna be covering? Michael Crabtree the majority of the time. I who, feel who, who, you know, hey, did Michael Crabtree like go on a binge drink on like Thursday and Friday and have a severe hangover through Sunday? I mean, I mean, is Michael Crabtree gonna get kicked out for fighting over a necklace? Uh, well, he got his necklace ripped off. But that's bullshit. I mean, like that. that and that's thing. twice that the same dude did no, it. To I know. Him. I mean, it's just whatever, man. Like just. Yeah. It's the NFL. You, I mean, need to, you need to take these things in consideration, though. You, yeah, you right? To, you know, like, I, I once proposed in my league that, like, to increase the pot that, like, you had to... Owners would have to pay into the pot extra money if a player on their team got a fine from the league. And everybody thought that was like, no, we shouldn't be responsible for that. And I was like, well... well yeah, but it's more, it's more shit to be responsible well, for, well, but it, at least it adds to the pot. Here's one of my you know? proposals, too. Like, me picking the wrong tight end out of, like, three extremely mediocre options, like, that doesn't do anything to increase the winnings for the, the person who's not me who's going to win the money. I think I've went through five, five or six tight ends this year on my fantasy team. I know I had Safari and Jenkins. I mm-hmm. drafted... Jordan Reed, Ugh. who I got a headache just who was a, you say that who was a stud the last two years and mm-hmm. this year injury he, prone, injury prone, and and you know he couldn't hit water if he fell off a boat. Yeah, uh, you know I had um, I picked up the kid from the Tennessee Titans or the Arizona Cardinals the one game and he did all right for me on that mm-hmm. one game. I mean, it, probably t- even Vance McDonald would have been a better play than dude. Vance McDonald showed up this week. I mean, this week he wasn't on anybody's radar for fantasy. Like yeah. I don't know anybody. In what their, do you have? I don't touched, know anybody well, in their right mind who would say like I'm gonna like bench these two guys. Well, Vance McDonald have been on my well, team, the, and I'm, the, gonna, I'm gonna pick up Jesse James and Vance McDonald. Well, well, last for week, the Vance Mc, well, last week McDon- Vance McDonald had a touchdown. The week before, you know, and he had a touchdown against. Uh, Oh, if you would have had uh, Knicks on your team for a back. Yeah. I mean, as a fullback, he got a touchdown on, what, 50 yards? That's yeah. five points, uh, six, that's 11 points. I mean, it, it, you need you need higher points than that, to, to especially in the playoffs. But anyway, Matt and I are both done in our fantasy leagues. And can you tell we're a little salty? A little bit. Just a little. A little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I paid in this year. I didn't get. Any, I didn't even get any of the, the I'm high like points. Twenty back. You know what? You know, here's the thing. If the last week of the regular season for fantasy football, if I would have started Nelson Aguilar over uh, Ginn Jr., I would have won. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I would have won the week highest points total, and I would have got fifty bucks back. So, which means I would have only paid in fifty instead of a hundred. That's a generous. Uh, one week payout. Yeah, one, it, well, our, our league we do. If you have the highest point total for the week, you get fifty bucks back. So, I now on my league. If you look through my, uh, my league, there's some people that have hit it once, or some people hit it three times. I think one person actually hit it four high high point total for the week. Um, and there's a bunch of us that haven't hit it. You mm-hmm. know, it, it just how it goes. I mean, it's weird. I mean, you get everybody clicking at one time. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really sa- kind of sad that I'm out of fantasy football for my league because I look forward to that every year. <laughs> well, it's over. 
you, you've got some options. You can. I do. If you're, I, if you're like me, I mean, we have next, a losers bracket in my league. We don't have a losers um, bracket. Oh, I could do FanDuel or you do FanDuel or DraftKings. DraftKings the next you, you couple could do weeks. College Pick'em. I can do College Pick'em. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour my heart and soul into College Pick'em. We're gonna talk about College Pick'em here in a little bit. Uh, so also, that's it. Fancy football. Matt and Steve are done on their fancy leagues, but we still have our weekly picks that we're going back and forth. So. Uh, we're going to keep going with that. But we just want to give a shout-out to um, some of the squads uh, from the WPIL conference. And one, it's not WPIL. Just they're but, from the West. But we know that somebody... Northwest uh, is still West, you know, like... Yeah. We, Southwest we, is better than we, 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 we have, we have a We have a friend of ours that listens to the podcast. Well, I, have a lot, I have a lot of Erie friends, man. Like I, Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it gives me great pleasure to, to jab Erie. So but we love you, Erie. So this and, week, uh, congratulations to all the all the PIAA finalists, all and, the PIAA finalists. I, I missed two because they were Eastern PA teams that I never even heard of. Of somebody's Archbishop of whatever, whatever, whatever. Hey man, watch um, it, <laughs> Mister Central Catholic. You can't talk here. like all the Archbishops are cool. Like you know, we're down with Archbishops. So uh, this week, uh, PIAA final uh, football championships were held in Hershey. Uh, from what I heard, it was a little chilly. No snow, but it was chilly. Or, or downright cold, if you ask some people. Um, it's okay, man. I love a frozen Hershey's. Jeanette Class A. Uh, Jeanette won the state championship in Class A. You know, that's only their second title. I know. That kind of surprised me. Well, their last one was with Terrell Pryor. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind when of, Terrell I mean, Pryor was quarterback You at think Jeanette. of Jeanette being a powerhouse, albeit at like a lower classification. Well, look at what's the other school that's down in Mon River that's always a powerhouse. Clareton. Clareton. Yeah. Those guys, yeah, I think we're like the Steelers minor league team for mm-hmm. a while, uh, and then you had Quaker Valley uh, down there in Swickley, down the Ohio River. They won Class Three A. They've never had a season like this. In their they entire never history. have. Never. That's a, this is a big deal. Uh, I went to high school with one of their coaches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I probably know a couple people who went there. Um, you know, they're, they're not big like sports. No, it's not, Quaker not, Valley. They're Swickley. They're an academic school. I mean, well, you know, like I bet squad. you, I bet you they got hockey or like field hockey or lacrosse. Oh, they're cl- oh, they def- they're, they're hockey. They're really good in their yeah. baseball. They were studs, and when I played against them in high school, um, and then we we're gonna give the shout out to uh, our Erie friends, uh, Doug Durda, who friend of the podcast, friend of Bold Pittsburgh, uh, friend of Bold Sports. Uh, he uh, he's an Erie prep guy. Yeah. Erie Prep won Class 4A state championships, and uh, Chuck in my fantasy league is also a prep guy. Okay, so and he and he texted he made sure to text me when Prep beat uh, Central in like week zero of the high school season. Right, I didn't even know they played. I wasn't even it wasn't even on my radar yet. It was still summer to me, uh, and he's like, "Hey, dude, so blow now you me have up. to blow so, me up." So now you have to text Chuck and be like, "Hey, you have to listen to podcast this week because we mentioned you." Yeah, I wanted to beat him in fantasy to like make up for it, but right. it ain't happening. So Chuck, congratulations, Doug, congratulations, uh, Cathedral Prep up in Erie. Oh my god, 4A State Victor, Greg Johnson, all those guys uh, that, I, that I heard. Pine Richland, six uh, A. State championship. Now I saw some of the Good stats. I saw some of the stats on that game. Yeah. Their quarterback at Pine Richland signed to go to Notre Dame when he was a sophomore. Not a bad not a bad deal. He seems like he might be pretty good. Uh six five, two thirty. I think in the state championship game, I think he passed for four touchdowns and ran for three. I mean, there you go. 
uh, watching this kid all year. They've been talking about him here in Pittsburgh, and he's going to be a stud. I, I'm looking at him to be, when he goes to Notre Dame, I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. So I'm looking at him to go in and, and bring Notre Dame back to the prestige it should be at. Uh, I look at him, he's, he's, he's kind of like a Rick Meyer, dude. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny you say Rick Meyer because, like, wasn't Rick Meyer's backup from North Allegheny? Uh, I think he at was least for at least one year. At least one year. I can't remember that. And I, yeah, I remember. I but I remember being like, oh man, like Meyer's okay, but it'd be cool if like the Pittsburgh guy was the quarterback. Right and now, now like the Pittsburgh guy is going to be the quarterback. And Pittsburgh guy is hasn't, that hasn't happened. Well, since you know Montana. what? I mean, it's Notre Dame, so he'll probably sit for at least one year because uh, you know Notre Dame. Penn State, not so much Pitt, but some of the bigger programs, the the quarterbacks that go in that are that are getting coming out of high school, usually don't see the field at those big schools to start until their junior year, unless they are studs walking in and can run the offense and can run everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, you don't you don't hear about too many true freshmen running. Running a big offense. Joe like that. Montana's son went to Notre Dame and wore number sixteen. And as a freshman, he got in two snaps. As a sophomore, he got in like three snaps. And then he left Notre Dame and went to Montana <laughs> uh, and started his junior and senior year. His son didn't go into the NFL or anything. I don't even know if he went to the combine or. And I, you, you heard nothing after the kid after he left Notre Dame. He, he, he got in. I think he might have started one game at Notre Dame, maybe. Um, and it was probably just because of his dad. <laughs> well, the legacy is an important thing at a, yeah, at a school. Yeah, like especially at Notre Dame. It's I not mean, just about football. I mean, you look know, at Mike Golick. It's also about building connections. I, I mean, I mean, look at Mike Golick. And... Mike Golick uh, went to Notre Dame, played for the, played for Houston, played for the Eagles, played for the Dolphins. And the you know Mike and Mike on TV, and now it's uh, you know Golik and Wingo. Uh, his son Mike Jr. went to Notre Dame, played all four years there. Uh, Mike Jr. Uh, signed unrestricted or undrafted free agent to Pittsburgh, and I was really really made it to the final cuts. Mm. I was really upset that the Steelers didn't sign him. I mean, I I wasn't there to watch every practice of his, but I thought he was a hell of a lineman. Um, his brother Jake, after Mike got went pro Jake finished his senior year at Cincinnati he didn't stay in there he finished at Cincinnati he didn't stay at Notre Dame because he wasn't going to get any you know playing time or whatnot he thought it would probably be better for him to move on but here and there you get you get in those big schools I mean I mean it's it's the NCAA has its own rules and it's a corrupt organization it's hard to pass up a chance to go to a school like Notre Dame it is um and then, yeah, like, I guess if, if you decide that you like football better than being a student at Notre Dame, like, you can transfer someplace else that you want to play football, you know. It's a, it's a tough call. Like, you can can always go to grad school, but, you know, you can probably only play football in college, you know. Definitely. Unless you're lucky enough to, you know, have NFL, you know. NFL. Pedigree behind you. Yeah, exactly. You, so you're, you're, you're saying, like, I got one more year. And, like, yeah. this thing, like, it's a trend now, too, with the graduate transfers. Yes, you know, like it's a good way for a player to say, like, hey, I'm not, I'm not getting time. Like, I still have one more year of eligibility. Like, let me just finish up my major, you know, file my paperwork, 
and then I can go play somewhere else, like exactly. as a grad student for one year. And that, you know, that that's helped a lot of people. It's it's helped a lot of teams. Yeah. So I'm um, looking. It, it, it hurt Pitt this year. <laughs> well, it hurt Pitt because he got injured. Yeah, he got injured. He but, might not have been that good anyway. Right. But we'll never know. But I'm I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Notre Dame football next year with uh, the kid from. I can't couple remember. Couple years. I, It'll be. It's like Phil Yurkovic. 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 Something like that. I don't know. It's a very. It's a very Pittsburgh name. It's a very Pittsburgh Polish name. And we're gonna we're gonna have so much fun, you know, tailgating for for his games in South Bend in like three years maybe. Oh man, maybe. my I, oh, well, I buddies. They might have to shut down the turnpike. Cause... We'll we'll talk about my buddies <laughs> that were in from out of town this weekend and Notre Dame later on in football because or later on in Steelers. Uh, because we got invited to go to South Bend next year. Oh, yeah? We did. Have you been? I've been. The last time I was at, uh, in South Bend was uh, when the last time Pitt played in South Bend. was okay. the last time I was out there. So that was four years? Five I, five years? I went Something in like 97 that. was the last time I went. It was, so I saw... I saw, I saw a, it was before Man and I got together, so it was... 2012. Okay, it was the last time I was out. That's recent. Like my my parents go to a lot. Like yeah. they, they were probably at the pit game. Yeah, that you were at. Um, I went to a pit game in like the early 90s at South Bend. I don't remember what year exactly. And then I went in 97 um, to see West Virginia play at Notre Dame Stadium, and it was it was a great game. It was a lot of fun. Mark Bolger played. Um, so. Yeah, that's total. That, it, Mark Bolger. I mean, well, you went to Central, yeah. of course. So there it was. Um, we're gonna do uh, one more little spit here about the MLB, and then we're gonna go ahead and take a break. So the biggest splash so far in MLB offseason, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, he kind of got to pick where he wanted to go because they were trying to because he wasn't. He still has a year left on his deal, and they were doing a trade. It wasn't like he's an unrestricted free agent and everybody was throwing money at him. It was a trade, and he has a no-trade clause, and he says, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. They try to trade with him with St. Louis. They try to trade with Chicago. They try to trade with uh, San Francisco, and he's like, nope, 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 nope. They try to trade, and then he says, I'm going here or here, and the other team that the one team that he said, I want to go here or here, um, already has a very high payroll and said, we can't afford you after next year. So the other team was the Yankees. Yeah. So fucking Giancarlo Stanton is going to be with the Yankees. Okay, so that outfield lineup right now with Stanton and Judge and those bats, I mean, you, you got two guys on the same team that are hitting 600-foot home runs. Okay, not 600 feet, but they're hitting... On average, their home runs are like 400 feet plus. And technically, the footage doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't get style points. You don't get style points. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, they're, they're, like they've got they've got they've got Judge and Stanton. Judge is hitting Judge and... Judge is hitting 50 some home runs. He hit 50 some home runs well, as a rookie. Saying, man, like Stanton hit Stanton's a home. I, it, we almost it, fell for this like Yankees are the scrappy underdogs narrative during the playoffs, right? And, and then they go and do this Stanton deal. Well, and, guess and, what? The Yankees, okay, here's, I hate the Yankees because I'm also a Red Sox fan besides the Pirates. That's the reason why I hate the Yankees. But the real thing is, is, and we have a friend that's a Yankees fan. 
the Yankees are always good, and you and to be mad the Yankees, yeah, they pay a lot. But here's the thing: the guys they pay a lot, the majority of them, they've developed through their farm system and their draft and their farm system, and they've developed these guys. Uh, they do have a tendency to go out and get guys to go like out that to go out and else can afford. That's the to problem. go to go out and and give you that two hundred thousand dollar guy. Or, or sorry, two hundred million dollar guy. And sometimes they pay. You know, sometimes they overpay for guys who are right. And and you know, I they, mean, they're advanced in their career to the point. Where, I mean, like, they that's brought what jo- they're gonna the Yankees earn. brought Johnny Damon in. I yeah. mean, Johnny Damon won two World Series the Red Sox, and then went to the Yankees. Did he even win a World Series? For the he Yankees? was probably past his prime. He was past his prime. He probably, but they paid he him probably past his prime, like. That day in the clubhouse doing, like, shots before the game with the Red Sox. That was probably where Johnny Damon peaked. Right. And, you know, because nobody else was going to pay him that amount that he wanted. Like, the Red Sox didn't want to pay him that much. Exactly. So, he went to the Yankees. So, I mean, the Yankees do have the knack of bringing Yankees in... Yankees are like... They're like a transition to retirement home. That's right, like really right, right, nice. right. Right, but it's like you really... can live... Before you have to move up to St. Barnabas to live out ah. years, you get to go to, like, the nicest sandals in all of the Caribbean. Right? I mean, but... That's so, who the Yankees but, are. But the thing is, is the Yankees, they do develop a lot of their, their team, a lot of their talent. They do develop it. I hear you, but, but when they but, sign, Don't tell me that, like, two days after they signed... Or they oh, trade for oh, a guy... Oh, the day they trade... so when, overpaid when that Stan- nobody... Like, FIFA couldn't afford John Carlos Stanton. Well, like he couldn't, he couldn't work for the Treasury Department. John Carlos Stanton doesn't have a high contract right now, but he will. He will. He'll he'll get a two hundred fifty million dollar contract. He will. And will it be from the Yankees? Probably. Probably. Will it be from the Red Sox? Maybe. Will it be from the Dodgers or the Cubs? Maybe. I hate when, baseball. When man. he's when he's a unrestricted free agent is is he right now he's a year long rental player. Maybe well, a two-year... I don't know what his contract Maybe two years. The good news but, is that the Yankees don't have any room in their outfield for McCutcheon now. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and moving and on... Like the best I can come up with. And right moving on to the deal. Buccos. Uh, you know, the Buccos are looking to move McCutcheon and looking to move Cole. They were looking to move McCutcheon last year. Uh, and it never happened. And then the trade deadline came and we're like, they're going to move McCutcheon. They didn't. Because at that point, the trade deadline, the Pirates still had a shot. Um... Cole, he's in the last year of his rookie deal. If yeah. they don't move him and get something for him this year, or move at the deadline, he's gonna walk away and we ain't getting anything for him. Because I've talked to Cole over the years, not recently, not in like the last six months, but I've talked to Cole a handful of times. He's a California boy. Mm-hmm. I, I I would see Cole playing with his brother-in-law. Yeah. His brother-in-law's shortstop at uh, for San Francisco, um, and the thing is, like, he's he's gonna get money. Oh, Cole's gonna get. He's not gonna get a hundred million dollar contract, but he's gonna get a five-year, sixty million dollar deal, and that's half the Pirates' payroll right there. Right, and I, mean, I don't. I I love I love Cole, but I don't want the Pirates to spend half their payroll on one pitcher because exactly. they're not going to increase their payroll. No, they're like, not. If you can pay sixty million dollars for one pitcher. But then say like we're going to spend 180 million dollars on our payroll, then he's only tearing down half your. If payroll. the Pirates spent 180 million dollars on a payroll, I'd love it. The Pirates are about 80, are about 60 million on their payroll, if that. The Pirates have one of the lowest payrolls. It's not there. that low. 
I don't know. No, it's got to be. We'll check Google on the break, but it's got to be. I think their payroll last year might have been $60 million. If that. That's offensive. We'll, we'll check Google on that. In the meantime, like I said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And we'll be back in just a few moments and listen to what's going on at Sorgatron Media. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back after break, and we did check that pirate stat. You had breaking news about payroll. It was it ago. was it was ninety eight million that the pirates spent. Four teams lower payroll than the than the pirates was Tampa, Milwaukee, Oakland, and what was the fourth Matt? San Diego. San Diego were lower than the pirates ninety eight million, and then you had the top five was the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Giants. The Dodgers and the Tigers, yeah, and they were over 180 million. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. there's I mean, that. The, Cub, the Cubs come in at 170, um, but yeah, there, there's your say. That's what you're saying. Like Garrett Cole would be a third of the uh, yeah Garrett, the Cubs yeah. payroll exactly. If, if at that rate, like I don't know what he's actually worth, but this is the last year. This is the last chance for the Pirates to make a run. Yeah. Like, can they make? A, can they be better than last year and at least like make a run at a wild card? I, I hope. Can, can we be in like year. a three way again in the division with like Chicago, St. Louis, and Milwaukee? You know, for like the top three. I don't know. I hope so, but that's pretty much the best we have to hope for. That is. Um, so I'm not, actually they're not going to upgrade significantly, but they're they're going to throw all their cards on the table, and we so, know what their cards are because it's the team we saw last year. Yeah, ba- baseball right now is off my radar until spring training starts. I'm so mad. And the, so and, the, and the occasional... How about that guy the Angels are getting? That's kind of fun. Oh, from uh, from Japan? He, he pitches, but he also hits. Right, he's so a he's hitter. So he's going to DH Yeah. in games where he's not the pitcher. Yeah, that was, that was his deal. He wanted to come to the States to play. He wanted to pitch, but he also wanted to bat. Good for him. So obviously the entire National League is out. Exactly. But he still did the dance with like every team. And, like, the Pirates, like, I think really tried to, like, pitch it to him. Like, yeah, you can come here and, you know, eat mediocre sushi. And yeah, and they call him and have a good day. <laughs> like, <laughs> talk to, like, zero Asian people older than, like, 22 years old. <laughs> right. So, Matt, uh, it's come up in a good time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Baker Mayfield won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield, for those of you who don't know, Baker Mayfield was quarterback Oklahoma. Um, he has been compared to a Johnny Menzel type attitude, Johnny Menzel type persona. I could not care less about his I, persona. I don't care about his persona or whatnot. You know what? The kid can play ball. Yeah. yeah all right, so what? He beat Ohio State and ran over with the Oklahoma flag and stuck in the 50-yard line at the horseshoe. Well, you know who else right. did the flag thing? Like, if, if you're worried about that, like, the the kid from Pine Richland that we were talking about in the last segment. Yeah. Like, he actually got banned from North Allegheny's field hockey game because they were mad that he, like, planted a Pine Richland flag in the middle of, like, the stupid North Allegheny University Stadium. <laughs> the University of North and, Allegheny's uh, football stadium. And, like, so, like, I guess if that behavior is, like, trickling down from college to high school and it's, like, a problem and, like, you want to talk about that... Okay, but I could tell you this, man. Like, high school kids have been grabbing their junk in a way meant to, like, 
offend and intimidate other teens and other people since at least like I was in the sixth grade. Oh, totally. Probably longer. Totally. Probably longer. Exactly. So Baker Mayfield you know what? Doing, doing an obscene gesture to Kansas in a game where Kansas was like not a choir boy itself, refusing to shake hands. I mean, pettiness is no, never good. No, you did good. the Ohio State. Yeah. Pettiness is bad. But if it's in sports, like at least it's based on you like, know what? at least it's based on a game. You know, for the rest for the, like, for the rest of his life, for the rest of his life, Baker Mayfield will be able to vote for the Heisman Trophy winner every year. Um, yeah. Did you know OJ Simpson's? He still gets to vote. Does he still get to vote? Yeah, they were talking about it on uh, on Sports Center one day. Wait a minute, that's crazy. So is OJ allowed to like vote vote? Yeah, as a convicted felon. Well, he gets to vote for the Heisman Trophy. But does winner. he get to vote for like president? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if they repealed that law or not. That's well, it's state to state, but like, doesn't he live in Florida? Uh, Tends to be like one I th- of the... no, he's in Nevada. Oh, well, in Nevada, like from what I understand, everything's legal in Nevada. So yeah, probably I mean, felons voting is legal. Yeah, but that'd be nuts if like OJ was like allowed to vote for the Heisman, but not for his like town councilman. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, my my jacket for my record is is not as thick as a telephone book, but it's a good novel. Uh, you know, and I can still vote. So yeah, you're not a felon. You're not a felon, man. There you go. I mean, I'm close. <laughs> I had a lawyer once tell me, he says, you can't get one more misdemeanor because then it will lump in. But anyway. Well, whatever, uh, man. Just don't. Just stay home and podcast. Right? We'll take care of that yeah, later. Man. So what's good about this time of year, man, is we're into um, bull season. Bull season gets kicked off um, on the 16th. Uh, this month. Now, there's definitely levels to it. Oh, there's like so many levels. In life. So, it's going to all... Uh, see, so so this website, ESPN, starts me off with... It's going to culminate to this. So, of course, it's going to culminate to this. Is you're going to have number three, Georgia, at number two, Oklahoma. It's 5 o'clock on ESPN. That's the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Matt, you and your Rose Bowl history. Oklahoma. It's granddaddy of them all. Oklahoma, Big 12, and Georgia. Um... What's that, the Sugar Bowl? SEC. No, this is Rose Bowl. Oh, that's Rose Bowl. But those Georgia, teams. Yeah. SEC. Oh, teams are from the SEC and, yeah. and Big... Is Oklahoma Big 12 or Big 10? Big, Big 10. 12. Big, no, 12. Big 12. So, this is a non-Pac-10, a non-Big 10 Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. You and your Rose it's Bowl. It's happened. Rose... I, I, yeah. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll you, get us some more... We'll have a whole like Rose Bowl breakdown as the date approaches. Right, you went through all um, that. That's awesome. I'm really worried about like the... Schmo Bowl from Arkansas or whatever's first, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even know. Right? Yeah. So you got so, so then you got also on New Year's Day is Alabama at Clemson, number one Clemson, number four Alabama. That is going to be at the uh, in New Orleans, and that's the Sugar Bowl. And then the winner of those two bowls are going to face off January 8th for the national championship, uh, and that's going to be in Atlanta as well. And that's just the national championship. Uh, but it starts off here the 16th with a lot of games. Celebration Bowl. Um, in Atlanta, uh, Grambling and North Carolina A and T. Uh, you got R and L Carrier New Orleans Bowl. That's gonna be uh, Troy in Texas. Also, uh, Texas, that's in wow. that's in New Orleans. Yeah. Does Mercedes Benz sponsor like three freaking stadiums? They do now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they do. Uh, you got uh the Auto National Cure Bowl, Western Kentucky Georgia State. That's also in the 16th. Las Vegas Bowl, Boise State Oregon. Uh, in Las Vegas. Uh. The Gildan New Mexico Bowl. Marshall. Oh, go Marshall. Go get a MAC team in there against yeah. Colorado State. 
That's an ESPN game. That's an Albuquerque, New Mexico. Raycom we Media. We should go to some random bowl some year. Dude, I've done that. <laughs> uh, middle, Not a pit game, though. Just like yeah, two random teams. Yeah, Middle Tennessee and Arkansas State. Uh, that's in Montgomery, Alabama. The 19th, there's one bowl. Uh, Boca Raton Bowl? Nice. Uh, Rat's a- mouth. Akron and Florida Atlantic in Boca Raton, Florida. Oh, man. I didn't even know there's a stadium big enough in Boca Raton. Well, that's where Florida Atlantic is located, I thought. Yeah. I've been to Boca Raton. I've been to Boca, too. I, there was, when I, okay, when I went to Boca... There was a uh, there was a Republican presidential debate the night we landed, and I sat in like presidential debate traffic ah. for like an hour from the airport. And it, oh, it's FAU totally... Stadium, Howard yeah. Sawyer Field at so FAU Stadium. That's a home game. That's unfair, man. Well, that's like Pitt Navy played in the Armed Forces Bowl a couple years ago in Annapolis. What the fuck's that about? You um, know, that's fair because it's a service academy. Right? Yeah, but okay. Really? Navy gets a home game? Come on. Bowl people? Think about this. Give Pitt Navy and the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. No, it's for the Forces, though, man. Like, it's the Armed Forces Bowl. It wouldn't make okay. any sense to have the Armed Forces Bowl in, like, a random town where there's, like, not a military Then put two other teams that aren't Armed Forces in an Armed Forces Stadium. I think it's in San Diego this year, the Armed Forces Bowl. No, it makes not, sense. Eh, here nor there. Um... Louisiana Tech and SMU in the DXL Frisco Bowl, Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas. Uh, Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That That's just sounds awesome. We should go to that. That sounds, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Like I, I love, Dude, I love maintaining we should just, lawn equipment. Hey, and I love, and South, it's in Florida. And I love South, <laughs> it's in Florida, Florida. St. Yes. Petersburg, Florida, a <laughs> Tropicana Field in St. Pete, Florida. Let's go, December twenty first, eight I've o'clock. Been, you ever been to Gasparilla? Gasparilla not, Island. Uh, no, I have not. It's, it's like it's more remote than Captiva and Sanibel, but it's like same ballpark. It's it's down near Boca Grande. Nah, like here, here, here's the bowl we got to go to. Oh, it's nice down there. Here's man. the bowl we got to go to. UAB versus Ohio at the Thomas A. Robinson National Stadium in Nassau, Bahamas, in the Bahama Bowl. The Bahama Bowl. How about I, the fabulous need, Idaho? Hey, you need a passport for that. Uh, shit. Yeah, you do for yeah. Nassau. Uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Central Michigan at Wyoming, in Boise on the Bluefield. That's kind of a home game for Wyoming. Kind of. Uh, December 23rd, Birmingham Bowl, Texas, South Florida. You got Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, San Diego versus Army. Uh, Dollar General Bowl is Appalachian where is that? State. Did you say where the Armed Forces Yeah, Bowl San Diego. Is? It's in San Diego? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That make, that's a better location. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I lo- like no, 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 sorry. It's San Diego State versus Army. It's in Fort Worth, Texas at, Car- at, at Carter Stadium. Okay, well, um, that's, that's close to Fort Hood. Dollar, so. Dollar General Bowl, App- Appalachian State versus Toledo uh, in Mobile, Alabama. The 24th Christmas Eve, Hawaii Bowl, Fresno State in Houston. Of course, that's in Hawaii. That's awesome for those guys. Uh, 26th, the day after Christmas, Zabak's Heart Dallas Bowl. Utah uh, versus West Virginia. Uh, Quick Lane Bowl. Duke versus uh, Northern Illinois in Detroit. Ford Field. Cactus Bowl. Kansas State, UCLA, and Phoenix. Uh, you got the Walk-On Independence Bowl. Southern Miss, Florida State, Independence Stadium, Shreveport, Louisiana. New uh, New Era Pinstripe Bowl. Boston College. That's at the Yankee Stadium. That's Iowa and B.C. Foster Farms Bowl, Arizona, Purdue at Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California. Uh, that's the uh, Niner Stadium. 
Academy Sports and Outdoor Texas Bowl, Texas versus Missouri at NRG Stadium in Houston. Wow, there's a lot of fucking bulls. Yeah, there's a lot of bulls. The, I'm not gonna. I, gonna I, I can't go name them all up. You don't have to name them Christ. all. I'm just gonna focus on the ones that are sponsored by products that I can actually afford. So like Tax Slayer Bowl. That you know what? Like I'm already signed up for um, what's it called? So how about Quicken? I got QuickBooks, so I don't I don't need Tax Slayer, so I'm gonna skip that one. But like the lawnmower. So how bowl, about like the, I might be in a market for a lawnmower. Well, lawnmower of course, people around here are gonna be interested in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I'm not. I'm an November, Xbox guy. So yeah, I'm that's that. Washington it's versus Tostitos Penn State. Bowl. I don't care. What I know it's Tostitos Fiesta Bowl is what it's I'm, I'm gonna, gonna eat Tostitos in protest. So it's number eleven Washington versus number nine Penn State. It's four p.m. on ESPN at the uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, and the Capital One Orange Bowl. This is bullshit, too. Oranges. Love oranges. Right, right. But Always this is also bullshit. Time. Capital One Orange Bowl. Miami versus Wisconsin. Miami's home game in the Orange Bowl. I, it always cracks me up. Miami always ends up in the Orange Bowl every couple years. And and the few times they end up in the Orange Bowl, they've actually won national championships at home. Um, again, whatever. The Outback Bowl, Chick-fil-A Bowl, uh, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Citrus Bowl. Is there a Gator Bowl anymore? No. Where'd the Gator Bowl go, man? You remember back in the day? You remember back in the day when there was... They could have had the the best sponsor, like the Gator Bowl, sponsored by Gator. Right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Remember back in the day, though, where you had the four big ones? You had the Rose, the Orange, the Peach, or the Rose, the Orange, the Fiesta, and the Sugar were the four major bowls. Then you had the Peach Bowl, you had um, the Gator Bowl, Citrus, cotton. Yeah, the citrus, the cotton, and like one other one, and that was it. But now, that was your New Year's Day. That, that was, was your like New Year's day. day. It started yeah. at 11, and yeah. it went until like 1 in the morning. Yeah, that was your New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like your, you know, that's like going to the first two days of college 64 tournament. Yeah. Here, uh, Matt, you've done a lot more in the Penguins um, than I have this week. I, I've been at work a lot. I know that they are one in three since we last recorded last week. Yeah, it hasn't been a good week. For uh, Murray is uh, allowed to skate, and he's I guess back, he's, he's back on the roster. They sent Casey the to Smith back to Wilkes-Barre. Um, they but don't that, play until Thursday, so they've they've had a, a nice long like they'll they'll get like basically a three day layoff. But the Metropolitan Division though itself is looking kind of tough. It's you were tough. talking about what New Jersey's Jersey, coming New on. New Jersey is coming on like Shiro's at it again. Um, Got Hines, you know, for, former Wilkes-Barre manager John Hines. Yep, he's he's coaching in Jersey now. Um, Ray Shiro's doing his thing. They they pulled a trade um, with Anaheim. They, you know, they're they're up. They're doing well. And you've got the Islanders and the Capitals and the Rangers all in division. And we lost to both New York teams this week. And we lost to Colorado. No, no, sorry. We we beat the Islanders, but we no, lost. we beat the Islanders. We beat the Islanders. We lost we, to Toronto. We, we lost, lost to Colorado. Toronto. That's that's right. Yeah, we lost yeah. to Toronto, and we lost to Colorado. Yeah. So okay. it's well, not it's not been good. Um, Murray will be back soon. Yeah, my chef at work uh, said that the Colorado. He went to the Colorado game last night. Um, of course, we're recording on Tuesday, so he went Monday night to to the Colorado game. He says, "I said, how's the game?" I said, "Other than the loss, he says it's really boring." And there was no score until the last 10 minutes of the yeah. game. Uh, I, I didn't get to see the game. Of course, I was running around a, uh, a restaurant. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, 
what, what we look at, if the season ended today, the Pens would not be in the playoffs. No. No, they're, they're actually, as much as we like to, and we did beat the Flyers, but we're down, like, right above the Flyers in the standings. Shucks. So we're above the Flyers. We're, uh, we're above the Flyers. And there's, there's that element of, like, you know, if we don't make the playoffs, at least we can finish above the Flyers. But this is this is not the outcome that people had in mind for the Penguins. And it's still early. Oh, yeah. The hockey's three seasons. It's three seasons, but we're starting we're starting the second season very soon. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it's three seasons. The first half of the season is put yourself into a position to be in a top eight spot or be in a top eight spot. And the second half of the season is get your ass into a top eight spot if you're not already in one, and then playoffs. Well, they're in they're in the position. They're in a position to get into a better position. Right. And I, th- I think that there will be some trades. Oh, there's going to be some trades. I mean, I mean, they, Rutherford's going to gonna pull some triggers. They, they, gonna, they, they yeah. need to upgrade. I, I think they need to upgrade the defense. Um, you know, I like Tristan Jari, but you can't have a, a – this may sound wrong, but you can't have a, a, a second-year goalie and a rookie – and he's not even – is he even going to be considered a rookie this year for Jari? Jari. He might be. I don't know how many games he has in. That's the thing. He, it depends how many games he has in if he's considered a rookie or or if this is his whatever. Because NHL is weird. Because yeah, Murray wasn't a rookie. Murray, wasn't, Murray won a cup not as a rookie. <laughs> no, Murray, no Murray, Murray was the rookie for his second cup. Yeah, Murray was rookie for his second cup yeah. because he won the first cup. Jari's, Jari's still a rookie. He he might be a rookie next year. I hope I hope he doesn't play enough games this year that he's not a rookie next year. Right. But he is the Penguins' backup, and he's their starter right now because you know Murray's not back. Um, I don't know. Hockey like, has the weird rules they, where where the, the good news is that the fact that Kessel is leading in every statistical category. Kessel's on fire. He's on fire. That's always um, good. If you got you hey, got to expect him to pull back. But the fact that he's like the leader this early hey. means that Crosby has not reached his ceiling yet. Oh, Crosby has Malkin. No, yeah, neither. And Malkin sat out a couple games. He had some body injury, whatever. Um, I love how hockey's just upper body or lower body injury. Oh my body! You know? Oh my oh, body my hurts. Body hurts. I'm out. Um, but you know what? I mean, Kessel. Upper, upper. I, I mean, Kessel, I mean, Kessel's a captain on what? Ten other teams in the NHL. Yeah. Malkin's a captain on what? 20 other teams in the NHL, and Crosby's a captain on every team he ever, he would ever go to. So you're looking at three captains right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, and there was a period of time. Trace Capitanos. And there was a period of time that, that what was that? Was that 2011? Whenever we all went to bed at night and we're like, okay, we got Maru and Murray. Sweet. And then we woke up the next morning like, how the hell did we get a Ginla? Overnight, yeah. like, it was like a last-minute deadline deal that nobody knew about until the next morning. And, at one, and that was the season the Pens literally had four captains on their team because Crosby's already captain. Those other three guys that came over were captains on the respective teams they came from. And then you had, you know, Malkin would be captain on pretty much half the teams in the NHL. I mean, just so. Yeah. Well, I mean, we ran long on a little bit of stuff, so we're going to go ahead and take another break right now, and we're going to come back and just bust this out with all Steelers and um, uh, finish up with the weekly picks. So stay right there and listen to some stuff over at Sorgatron Media, and we'll be back to finish this all up. 
Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks. Matt and I are back. Final segment tonight. We're going to talk about Steelers because that's what we like to talk about in Pittsburgh. Uh, So this week, I did throw a tweet out there on the uh, Bold Sports Twitter page. And if you're not following, you should. It's at BoldPGHSports on Twitter. Um, I threw a tweet out and said, I apologize for not tweeting throughout the game because I was at it. Uh, That's a good excuse. It's a really good excuse. I was paying attention to the game, at the game, and not having my phone out the whole damn time. My excuse for not tweeting during the game is that I was losing my mind. Like, the entire time. Yeah, um, I was with you on that aspect of being at the game. You're like, what the fuck? Um, A lot of it was... Uh, a lot of it was the rest, man. There was a ref there that was like 70 years old. Like, come on. Um, some yeah. of the calls were ridiculous. That, that, that pass interference call in the fourth quarter where the ball was completely uncatchable and the receiver, like, pushed Artie Burns and Artie Burns pushed the receiver back and they threw a pass interference call and the ball is 15 yards out of bounds. Yeah, that was a terrible call. That was a terrible call. And the, the replay on television... You know, oh, they showed that up. By the way, if you haven't been to a game for a while, they do show the replays on the scoreboard. Oh, I could tell. I could hear the booing. Oh, all man. Night. Oh, and, man. And, it was and rough. like, uh, Collinsworth was. Uh, Collins, I, everyone hates Collinsworth. You know what? I'm, I'm so glad I didn't have to listen to that. No, fuck. listen. He's. He sometimes. The thing that bothers me about Collinsworth is he sometimes says things that are, like, just kind of dopey. Like, I don't think he's biased against the Steelers like some people do. And, like, he was pointing out. That these were bad calls, and that the reason that the fans were screaming is because the fans were right about the calls being. Well, I can tell you. Collins- so I, I'm giving him credit. For okay, that. okay. I didn't hear the the call because I was at the game. I didn't have to listen to him this week. Thank God. Um, but you're saying he was making some obvious statements. We'll go with that. He says things sometimes that it's like well, well. Here's the thing about Collins at the work. worst part of the game when you when, know what? We, when I'm emotionally like not wanting to like, I, I mean probably like if my mom called me and was like, "Look, the Steelers just don't deserve to win right now, Matthew." Like I'd flip out, right? But to if, hear yeah. it from Collinsworth just like takes it up another level, right? Now That's here's the thing. Now here's the thing. Collinsworth is has been victimized by the Steelers most of his life, and <laughs> even the night that uh, it was the Sunday night game. In Pittsburgh, uh, who did we play that week? Where they, 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 where they debuted the hall, uh, the Hall of Honor team, the first time, um, and I was at home like watching. Green Bay, yeah, it was Green mm-hmm. Bay. So they debuted the Hall of Honor team, and and Collinsworth's going through, and they show the guys. He goes, and, and he's like, "Oh, look at that!" He goes, "There's Mel Blunt, number forty-seven." He goes, "I am so glad I don't have to line up against him anymore." Well, because. Collinsworth played for Cincinnati for the majority of his career. Yeah. And he got victimized by the Steelers twice a year for 10 years. That's he a fi- tough road to hope. You know, and, and, and he finished up in the, and Collinsworth finished up as a receiver for the Giants. Like, uh, okay. Uh, I don't even know if he was on one of the Giants Super Bowl teams or, or he might have been on the, I'd have to Google that shit if Collinsworth no was idea. on. The Bengals team that went to the Super Bowl that got squashed by the Niners. And I thought he played more in like the Ken Anderson era of the <sighs> Bengals. 
Like I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember him so much from the Boomer Esiason years, which was like, granted, the first years that I started following the NFL. Um, but I always, Collinsworth always struck me as like, not not with like the Boomer teams. But that's that's really neither here nor there. Like this, the the point is that the Steelers won. Um, you didn't have to hear the commentary. I didn't mind the commentary, except for the points where. You know, they were they were trying to like draw more drama out of the fact that the Steelers were completely screwing up in every way, um, and the refs were helping. So it was a good game. Um, it was it was not a pretty game, but it was exciting as hell, man. Thirty nine, thirty eight. Um, you know, they they go up two touchdowns super early, and this is one of the things that Collinsworth said that you know made me just lose my mind it's like well i never thought that the ravens would have come back from 14 down like are you crazy oh they were down 14-0 in like the first two minutes seven minutes whatever and then And collinsworth watches more football than me so he should not pretend like it's unprecedented for a team to blow a 14 point lead when like the it's still the first quarter so, by the way, Collingsworth, um, University of Florida, University of Florida Hall of Fame, three-time uh, All-SEC all, eight, all SEC team, uh, first-team All-American, um, All-Pro 81, 82, 85, first-team All-Pro 83, three-time Pro Bowler. He was in the Super Bowl uh, the Bengals, uh, for the Bengals that lost to the Niners. Niners, oh. Um, so that was 1980. Five, the 86, seven, 86, 86 Super Bowl, yeah. 86, 86 season or 86 Super Bowl? 86 Super Bowl, 85 okay. season. I, I, yeah. I remember that. I remember yeah. watching that. I remember watching that too. I remember thinking, the Icky I remember Shuffle. thinking that was, football that was, sucks. Yo, yo, that was Icky Shuffle, man. That Icky, was, I remember Icky Shuffle. Yeah, yes. that, was, that was Icky Woods. I remember Icky Shuffle. That was Icky Woods. If there was um, nothing else that like impacted me, the Icky Shuffle made its way down to like second grade at like St. Bede Catholic School in Point Breeze. And we, we sorry, were aware it, of sorry, the Icky sorry, Shuffle. Sorry, it was 88? 88? Uh, 88 Super Bowl. Uh, he caught three passes for 40 yards. Final game of his career. I, I remember him... 88 season, 80. Really? Yeah, man. Wait, because that means he actually has a Super Bowl ring. If that's no, true. Because for the Giants? For, for the, the Giants. With the Giants. Um, yeah. Because that, that Hostetler team, like, that was that was one of my Wait, 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 wait. Was that Hostetler or was that Sims? No, the Sims year was the first Super Bowl that I watched. That was definitely, that was, the, it was the Giants, because I was like, kind of like a Giants fan as a, as a little kid, because they were good. Like, they, they won one with Sims, and then they um, went back like a couple years later, and Sims had been injured in Hostetler. No, 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 it was the 88 Super Bowl, and that he went, because he played in the USFL, and came back, so it was the 88 Super Bowl that he played in with the Bengals. Yeah, that was the final game of his career. Who did he play for in the USFL, man? Um, or is that like too deep? Bay, US, Tampa I'm, I'm Bay big, Bandits. 
The Tampa Bay Bandits. Woo! Second to my Rose Bowl trivia knowledge is, is my USFL. USFL. Yeah. Awesome. Enough about Chris fucking Collingsworth. Yeah, really. Um, this is all by way of saying that the Steelers played on Sunday night football. <laughs> Steelers played on Sunday night football. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Ravens. It was insane. 39-38. I was despondent with um, rage. We were at I didn't the, even want to eat pizza, but we, then I did we, want to we eat were pizza at the game. We were at the game, reasons. and when, when Amanda and I were at the game, and we're there with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we needed, at that point, uh, two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we needed a field goal to win. And Ben's backed up on the 10-yard line at fourth and... Um, it was like a third, no, no, it was third and twenty five. Third and twenty five. Yeah, third, third and something. Twenty four. He took third a sack. Third and twenty four. Well, yeah, he took a sack. So the, it's third and twenty four. And I looked at Amanda. I'm like, babe, we um, if he doesn't make this pass, we're just gonna go. And she goes, why? It's like, cause get out of this. You know, cause we're we're like everyone's about uh, to. You know, and and we, we were where our seats were. We were, we were right by a gate. And of course, she comes out and throws it to Jesse James and gets a first down. I'm like, all right, that's let's let's go. GJ. And she goes, "Guess we're staying." I'm you like, stay I'm like, point. yeah. So I mean, I always stay the end of the game anyway. Yeah, I don't like to leave early. I like to leave early, but I mean, under two minutes, and if he didn't make that third down, under two minutes, get away, get away, get out you, of the stadium. You know, under two minutes, they're gonna come back and and hold and hold the uh, the um. The game down so far that they were just gonna kneel on it. So, um, so that was good though. I mean, I'm glad you stayed. We did stay, and they won uh, with with uh, the fourth B, the fourth killer B, Bosworth coming in and making that the Bos extra point, uh, the field goal there. So, how about this, Ben? Had his third game over 500 yards, 506 yards. That's amazing. I was, I got into right? that. I was, I was researching that after they said that on on the broadcast. Yeah, 45 receptions, uh, 66 attempts, two TDs. Uh, the defense though did look kind of sketchy, man. You could tell they're missing Ryan Shazier. A callback to my um, fantasy talk from the first segment. Steelers are my fantasy defense, and. Uh, Rarely is a game swung by a defense, but they were not giving me any help. No, I'm surprised. Okay, they they let up they let up 155 yards to um, Javarius Allen. It reminded me a lot of that Bears game. Oh yeah, a lot of that because they were just getting gashed in the running game. Yeah, they let up 155 yards to Javarius Allen. Michael Collins had 122 yards, and they each had at least. One touchdown, I think Javarius Allen had two. So what's what's fucked up is in my fantasy league is I had Javarius Allen half the season. Yeah, uh, especially when Danny Woodhead went out uh, for the Ravens. Um, you know, because Danny Woodhead, he's a great in PPR leagues. He's a great receiving back. Um, but I picked up Javarius Allen, had him, and he did well. He did not. He did well. He did not. It was back and forth. But I mean, he had 155 yards with two touchdowns. Michael Collins had. Over hundred, so they let up two hundred and twenty some yards on the ground to two guys with three touchdowns. Yeah, um, you know, I, you know what? And two, you know, the week before when we played the Bengals and it was Smash Mouth and boom, 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 in your face, and it came down to another field goal shit, 
and penalties and penalties and whatever else. You know, what are you chalked up to again? AFC North football? AFC North football. I mean, you, you, and, and the Ravens-Steelers are either going to be high scoring and very close or low scoring and defensive. Because neither one of these teams can say it was a defensive game. It was an no. offensive game. No, no, no. The Bengals game was a defensive game. This 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 game was an offensive game, and it was whoever defense broke more. Uh, our our defense broke, but Baltimore's broke more, I guess. Uh, it wasn't about defense at the end. It was about, no. It was about being able to move the ball and get it going. It was about Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I didn't see AB stats because, ironically, in my fantasy league, whoever's who was left in the playoffs, neither nobody had AB. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, wow. You know, yeah. and, and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, and I even told everybody in my fantasy league is I didn't make the playoffs. I'm gonna dump my whole team yeah. and let y'all have fun with it, and pick up whoever you can. So I guess in my fantasy league, nobody like, oh, I'm not in, so I dump my whole team and let these guys go pick up anyway. Because I looked, there was nobody out there like a big name. Uh, I missed the playoffs. I had Peyton Manning the year he broke the record for touchdowns. Nice. And I missed the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. So. Yeah. So, uh, I, I didn't see what AB's fantasy stats were, but I mean, Le'Ve- I did see Le'Veon Bell's fantasy. Le'Veon Bell was a 40-point score. Three touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell was a 40-point fantasy yeah. stat guy this week. Um, you know, he had 40 points. So he had three touchdowns. He had well over 100 uh, rushing yards. I mean, and he's we're, looked we're, like so good did, the did past he, two games. Did he like, have? Can did, I just say did, that Le'Veon did he Bell... have like two hundred yards total? Total yards from scrimmage? Because I want to say he had something like that. Because remember that Bills game last year where Le'Veon Bell had like two hundred and twenty-five yard total mm-hmm. yards from scrimmage, like a hundred in the ground, hundred in the air, and like four touchdowns. Yeah, I think that was another game like this. I don't know what his total air. I feel like was, he's but... taken it to another level in the past two games. Dude's worth when fifteen. He gets contact. Like he does not go down. Yeah, like the yeah. way the way he was throwing shoulders at some of those Bengals tacklers, dude, and the way like, he was throwing shoulders at the Ravens tacklers this week, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you I, know what? And we were talking about the tight end situation earlier in fantasy football. Grimble, uh, not yeah, yeah, Grimble, not last not, week, but in weeks past. Yeah. Against the Ravens, it was Jesse James. Yeah. And Vance McDonald. Now McDonald left, I think, with an injury, and I'm not sure what his. I didn't. I didn't watch the coach on my phone this week. Yeah, I didn't watch him either. So, I'm so mad they don't put on fucking AT and T sports anymore. I, know, I, know. I used to you, be like, you oh, my dad, man. You Tuesday, dad. Tuesday, I'm like, screw the new news. I'm watching Mike Tomlin press exactly. conference. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that was the only day I didn't watch the new news because I'm usually home at noon. I have a nice job. I don't have to wake up early. Well, anyway, my dad's retired, and he would basically plan his Tuesdays around all the press conferences. Oh yeah, because the Pitt Paris conference, the Penn mm-hmm. State press conference, they're all on, and they're all on, and they were on. They're not on anymore. You have to watch them on your phone now, fuckers. Yeah. Um, but no. So, hey, we got the win. It wasn't pretty. Um, so more that, than that, it was it was a very entertaining game. It was. It's an, hard to it's hard to view it as a as a Steelers. It fan. was an entertaining. If you were game. a neutral fan or a gambler, if you were a neutral, you fan, took the over. Oh, if you were a gambler, you took <laughs> you the over. You probably had a lot of fun. You, you had a lot game. of fun watching. If you were a gambler and and took the points, you were fucked. <laughs> Uh, if you, uh, you know, if you're a Steelers fan, you were what, having what a heart attack. What was the spread? The Steelers were favored by, um, Steelers were favored by five and a half. So there was never really any chance. I mean, here's the real, <laughs> one. here's the deal when it comes to gambling. 
on football. A, don't bet your home team. Yeah. That's what the other games are for. Uh, yeah. B, if the Steelers are the over, take the other team. C, when the Steelers play the Ravens, take the under. Except for this week. Except for this week. Except for this week. It's ridiculous. Also, here's the other part. If the Steelers are ever an underdog, take the Steelers because they'll cover the points. They might not win, but they'll cover yeah. the points. Uh, that's the, the only time you bet the Steelers. If they're, if they're an under and at home, take the Steelers. If they're an under and it's like Cincy or Baltimore, yeah, take the Steelers. Um, but no, seriously. Uh, so... The Steelers are now, at this point in time, with the loss last night in Miami with the Patriots losing to the Dolphins. Here's a fucked up stupid stat about that, too, that I, I, I heard from Mike Golick uh, on uh, Golick and Wingo. That Brady sabotages the first week of the fantasy playoffs every year? Uh, no. Um, that Brady was, before the game last night, Brady was 7-8 and eight against Miami, and he was... Um, two and five in Miami, something like that. Seven and eight against Miami. Two and yeah, seven and eight against Miami. Two and five in Miami. Wow, must be the humidity. Um. So, last night they lost in Miami. So now the Patriots coming to Pittsburgh. Now this game's still huge. Super huge coming up because the Steelers at this point in time are number one in the AFC, and if the season ends today, the Steelers have home field advantage throughout and goes through. But they play the Patriots this week, and it's in Pittsburgh. We lose to the Patriots; we have the same record. We win the next two games afterwards. They win the next two games afterwards with the same record. The Patriots hold the tiebreaker over the Steelers because they beat the Steelers in regular season. The Super Bowl goes through New England. It's still a very, very important game. It's super important. And this is like, I was the, thinking about the, this today. No, the, I, I, the only time we, this isn't important, this is a super important game. In the event the Steelers lose, I know you're thinking here, you're going to spout off some good knowledge. But in the event the Steelers lose this week coming up against Patriots, here in Pittsburgh, where national media is everywhere, ESPN, uh, their their game day is being live from mm-hmm. Heinz Field. Um, that's how big it is. ESPN's like, we're going out of the studio. We're going to Pittsburgh. Um, the only, in the event the Patriots lose one of the next two games after this, it would be okay. But yeah, it would be okay. But in terms of how the season has played out, and this is my point, we have been looking at this Patriots game since, since the schedule came out. Exactly. And, and everybody we have been speculating every week with the Steelers, whether they win or lose, there have always been opinions from pundits and callers and podcasters and everyone in between well, you know, so what if we lost to the Bears? As long as we beat New England, 
as long as we have a similar record to New England when we play and hopefully beat New England, everything's going to be okay. Yep. Well, on Sunday, you lose that card. You don't get to play the what about the New England game card. No. That will be in the past. The New England game will no longer be an opportunity, and it will be either a demerit or a credit in your account. Yes. And... God, I hope they win, dude. I'm. But it's totally like it's like there is. I've never felt so much like build up to one regular season game. I think in the history of like my Steelers following, which dates all the way back to like 1983, when the Pittsburgh police used to pass out those trading cards. So just to and let I you know, like a dozen Jack Lamberts. Uh, just to let you know how important this game is. On the secondary market, and this is the cheapest website, app, whatever I use, and I, I don't want to give out what website, app it is because not a lot of people use it. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, we're not sponsored by anyone. I'm not so sponsored by anyone. We don't have to tell you. So I don't have to tell you shit. Yeah, nobody, um, nobody cares. But on this cheapest website, app that I use, now I'll, I'll give you an instance. Last week, uh when we recorded, I looked at the ticket prices for the Ravens game. And for the upper-level seats that were in double letters were like $70, which was about face value. I'd take that. Right. Um, and Amanda and I were down with friends that were in from out of town from Indiana who live in Warsaw, Indiana, which is not far from Notre Dame. <laughs> Hence how we could get to another game game next year. Yeah. Um, nice. And uh, they were in, they bought their tickets online and they paid whatever they paid for them and uh, they got lower level seats at face value. Amanda and I got into the game this week for, let me just tell you, we found a scalper friend and we paid $20 for two tickets. Now granted, the first quarter was over and we went in with five minutes gone in the second quarter. So we missed the whole first quarter. Whatever. I paid $20 for two tickets, and I sat in 103 in the end zone. Okay? Um, but the uh, I'm looking right now. Upper level, section 520, which is in the corner of the end zone of the closed end. Row S is at $210 right now. Um, and then your next ticket is 537 row v is 295 the weather is like above freezing uh let me just scroll down real quick to the final the most expensive tickets uh club east level 209 uh row q is 1697 dollars yeah that's not worth it so that's but what i'd sit in a bleeder for for this game so for 40 you know 40 so, degree day so I will tell you right it's now. It's going to go up. I will tell you right now that you know, those that, that site goes down. That's what people put them on for, and then mm. it goes down. The site I use, the, the ticket prices go down as it gets closer to game time. Mm. Um, I, again, will, will look on probably Friday, and I'll probably look on Saturday, and so forth. And it's a 4 o'clock game, and the NFL hasn't moved it yet. They won't move it. They're not going to. I don't think they'll move it. They shouldn't. I love 4 o'clock games. Do you know why I love 4 o'clock games? Why would they move it? 
It's it's the national game of the week. Uh, they could move it to an 8:30 game and make it. Can they do that? They can. They can move it. They um, won't though. But then it won't I be on CBS anymore. It, it, CBS wants that game. That's, CBS that's, wants that. They have to have the deal with CBS. They have to have it. The NFL can say "fuck you," CBS, and move it to NBC. But I mean, whatever. CBS would not be happy with that. CBS would not be. Very Jim Nance would not be happy. Jim Nance. Tony Romo, be. like. You know what, Tony Romo, he's been impressing me as an announcer. I don't know I like him. about Tony Romo. You know what, I, I'm not crazy. I think crazy. I'm just brainwashed by, like, the dumb... The dumb, oh no, Romo. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I can't say that I, I love Tony Romo, but he, he makes me... He's definitely... He makes he, me happy because he's sh- he's calling the game as a player. Yeah, he's still... And, he and was, then, and also... Nance goes to Tony. How would you do this? And he's like, "Well, blah, 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 blah. yeah." And if you don't understand football, you just talk gibberish like I just did. If you understand football, he breaks it down to like a four-year-old could understand it. Um, where Collingsworth is just better. Um, Gruden. Well, that's interesting that you said that though about like the four-year-olds because the, these guys are all yeah, you know, and, they're, and, they're, they're working for. A, a general kind of audience. Like yeah. They're trying to and pull then, in people then, who aren't football And then obsessors. you got John Gruden on Monday night on ESPN. He, he, you know, some of the things that he says, I'm like, dude, really, when you were a coach, I watched you argue that call. And now you're like, that was a right call. Like, I watched you <laughs> argue that shit for an well, hour. Because coaches are biased. Yeah. Uh, obviously, true. like, it's a different, you know, it's a, it's a different paycheck so as a coach you know real quick um Patriots Steelers super important game we need this win we need the black and gold to come out strong um there's still Ryan Shazier uh unfortunately was he injured on IR today um he went on IR so he we know he's not coming back yeah. the rest of the season uh it's a shame uh hell of a guy hell of a player if you've ever met him, he's a hell of a guy. His play this year was amazing. Like. Exactly. Um, it, it, you know, he went down an injury that we can't even blame on a bangle. It sucks. It was just a weird, you know, weird hit, whatever. Uh, we can't even blame it on a bangle. No, um, we don't. We don't want to blame it on anybody. It's just, uh, it's you just know what? We're, we're uh, hoping for him to get better. We're praying for him to be. Uh, you know, if he comes back to football, that would be hey, like great. If, if he comes back to football, that'd be awesome. I just want the guy to be healthy, exactly. Be able to walk, be able yeah. to to enjoy a normal life. Um, I guess the hashtag is Shaleev. I guess is what I've seen it out there. Hashtag Shaleev. Yeah. Shaleev, yeah. Um, so definitely, um, and if you talk to Amanda, she always says sports is a male soap opera, soap opera, and that. Things are predetermined and whatever else. And now that this happened to Ryan Shazier, that the, the Steelers are going on to win the Super Bowl for him. I hope she's right about that aspect. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that would, um, that would be the story. That'd be you know that would write you know, itself. You know, we're, 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 where she was like, oh, Peyton Manning decided to come back for one more year, and he lost so badly last year to the Seahawks, and he's going to come back for one more year in the Super Bowl, and. And he's going to go ahead and win the Super Bowl and retire on the podium. Well, he didn't retire on the podium, but he retired a week and a half later. Uh, you know what? He just went to drink some Budweiser. And exactly. You know, future. Have some Papa John's pizza. Um, <laughs> but um, totally, uh, 
honestly, Ryan Shazier, he's an awesome dude. Like I said, if you ever met him, he's a great guy. Um, a hell of a football player. Uh, we just want him to get healthy and to uh, live a normal life. And you know what? We want our Steelers to do well. Yeah. And win this game, get over that Patriots hump, and make sure that that Super Bowl has to run through Pittsburgh. Winning a regular season game against the Patriots does not mean that you get past them in the playoffs. That is correct. But you have a better chance in the event the Patriots have we to come to We need to Pittsburgh. win this week to bring it home so that we play them here. No matter what, we're but getting that first happened, round. That happened in like... 2001. 2001? Yep. Or was it... I think it was 2003. When... New England went on that undefeated streak. They oh blew the yeah, Super yeah Bowl. you're right. You're, you, and then well, well they played we broke here. Their winning streak. Well, they played here twice. Oh one and oh three. So it was oh three where three. it was three. We broke where, their where, winning where, streak. Where, uh, Drew and Bledsoe we hosted the playoff game and they no crushed us. No no no. no Two thousand three. No, no. Tom Brady. No no. It was okay. Halloween. It was Halloween. Tom right, Brady right, right. threw an interception on like nope, the first no, no, series nope, and it nope. never came back. We'll have to Google the year and get back to you, but I can remember the setup is that we played them in the regular season and the Steelers broke Drew Bredso's leg or whatever. Tom Brady came in and it was an October game. Tom Brady came in and lit the Steelers up and um, beat us. Nope. No, no, we beat them. The, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. The Patriots and won the then Super Bowl. They kept winning all their games right. the next season. Right. But there was a year that, that Drew Butso was a quarterback and the Steelers fucking broke him. That was in the playoffs. No, no. No, that was in the playoffs. No, no. no. The that regu- was 2001 in no, the no. playoffs. It was a regular season that the Steelers broke Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady comes in. The Steelers won that game. Then it comes to the AFC Championship game where it comes in that we broke Tom Brady and he went That's out in right. the halftime. Yes. And then Drew Bledsoe comes back in okay, yeah, yeah. and lights the Steelers up, and they win the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh. It That's was right. 01 or yeah. 03. I want to say it was 01. I think that was because Tom. That was 01. That, that was because Bledsoe only has one ring, and that was, and he was, uh, on crutches for that. But there was um, the game in 03. Oh, uh, the game. Oh, that was 04. 04. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was, was the 03 season, 04 Super Bowl, okay. where uh, it, you know Heinz Ward. He was. That was. That was. The, that was. Um, Spygate. That was Spygate year. Yeah. Um, man. So, definitely, big game this week. Get it up. Let's get that black and gold going. Because, you know what? We're going to do our NFL picks right now. And did you honestly know that there's Saturday games this week? No, I had no idea. There's fucking Saturday games this week. So, the first game coming up is Thursday night, Broncos and the Colts. Matt, who are you going with on that? Colts. You're going Colts? Yep. I'm going Broncos, man. I'm going Broncos all day long. That's going Colts. So you got two Saturday games. You got the Bears and the Lions in uh, Detroit. Who are you looking at? Bears, Lions? You've the been Lions. rolling Lions all years, bad. man. I, I did not pick the Lions last week. I'm going the Bears. I'm back on the Lions. All right, another uh, Saturday game. We got the um, Chargers and the Chiefs in KC. This is a toughie. This is a real toughie. 
I'm going Chargers. I'm going Chiefs. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Pats and the Steelers. We're just going Steelers. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you paused for a second. I don't like that. I don't want to pick it. I think we should just turn it off. Um, no line. How about the Finns and the Bills? It's a tough one because New England. I'm going Bills. No, I I don't know, man. The Dolphins. They played pretty good against New England. I'm going Bills. Okay, well, um, same. All right. How about the Packers and the Panthers? Pack. Yep. Ravens, Browns. Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Texans and Jags. Jags. Yep. Jags it is. Uh, Bungles and the Vikings. I'm going Vikings. Same. Jets and the Saints. Saints. Yep. Eagles, Giants. Eagles. I'm going Giants. Really? Nick Foles? Not a believer? They're going to lose one out of three. Cards and the skins, though. Yeah, cards and the Saints. Cards and the skins. Skins. Uh, Rams and Seahawks. Rams. I'll take the Hawks. Titans and Niners. Titans. Titans. Cowboys and Raiders. Raiders. Sorry, I'm going Cowboys. And the Monday night game, Falcons-Bucks. Atlanta. Yep. All right, folks. Thank you very much for tuning in to another edition of Bold Sports. Let's go Steelers. Let's go Steelers. Beat Beat the Patriots. Come on. Come on. Get it done. Matt and I will be back next week, and we'll recap this and go from there. Uh, You all have a great week. Enjoy your sports Tweet us and tell us what we should be watching and what we should be getting into. In the meantime, have a good sports week. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.